everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. This is part two of the episode two call for the end of our first week. Uh, There was a technical issue. I don't know what exactly happened, but we were disconnected. So I'm just going to start where we left off, which was talking about the unformatted book. And if you have a manuscript that was already done, you know, maybe you finished the manuscript a while back, um, that uh, you would use the unformatted template from CreateSpace to retype your manuscript into or copy and paste it into because your manuscript already has the chapters, it has dedicated pages and um, possibly even pictures and things in there that are not going to be accommodated well by a formatted template. You want to use the unformatted template. The thing that stays the same between both templates is the the um, page size or the book size, the book dimension. So if the book is six by nine formatted, it's going to be six by nine unformatted too. So those are not going to change. And it's going to pass Create Space and Kindle's requirements for size. So that's something to keep in mind. You want to use an unformatted template for that. I also suggest that if you've already written a book recently, you just use that book as the template for your next book because it's already passed all requirements through Kindle and Create Space or at least through Kindle if you haven't used Create Space already. If it's passed through Kindle, more than likely it's going to pass Create Space too. Um, let's see. So that's if you've had a book self-published fairly recently. One thing I want you to make sure that you check on is if you've published a book and now you're seeking to self-publish a new edition of that book, you want to make sure that the contract that you signed with the place that you publish through will allow you to make other editions independent of that publishing company. Your contract may say something along the lines of you not being able to um, create under other editions under that book, that they have to do it. So that's something to keep in mind. Just check with your paperwork and make sure that that is sound or get in contact with the company and make sure that you can do that before you self-publish another edition of a book that you previously had published. So that that should cover templates, um, how to use templates and where to get them from. Now let's talk about your chapter outline. How do you outline your chapters? 
there are two types of chapter outlines that I use. One is for nonfiction books, and one is for fiction books. So my nonfiction chapter outline, I set it up in a presentation type of outline. And what that means is I want to get a big picture of how I want my reader to be transformed at the end of my book. So that's important to get that big picture first before you start writing. Like if your book is a how-to or a handbook or some type of manual where you're trying to teach someone how to do something specific, how do you want your reader to be transformed by the end of reading that book? What do you want them to learn? Or what kind of skill do you want them to show as a result of having read your book? So that's that's very important to have that big picture in mind before you start writing uh, the actual book. If you start getting into your chapters and things that you don't clearly, you don't have a clear picture of how you want that book to end, your reader is going to feel like the author didn't really know how they wanted this book to end by the, the time by the time they finish reading that book. So that's very important that you hash that out beforehand and then start working on your chapters. So let's say your book has 10 chapters. 10 chapters is pretty much standard, I would think. Um, 10 chapters are fairly easy to put together. Let's say you have 10 steps to transform you by the end. Even if you have seven steps, you can create three other chapters that provide like an introduction and why you want to use um, or why, why this particular technique is good for you to use. You know, you want to have three backup chapters, even if the chapters themselves are not steps. So I prefer to use 10 steps. Nice round number. It'll help me get through each chapter of my book. So for each chapter in those 10 steps, for each of those 10 steps, I want to provide an introduction to the steps. I want to give a story as to how that step is relevant in my life or the life of someone else that I know, someone else or someone else I know or don't know. They don't have to be someone you know. But you want to give an example of how that step is used successfully in someone's life or how that step is, uh, how, what the purpose of that step is. You know, how, how is that step going to lead you toward your ultimate transformation at the end. And then you want to create a list of three, five, or seven. I usually try to use an odd number in, in my list. But I want to create a list of things that a person has to do to accomplish that step. And then at the end of that list, you're going to have the conclusion. And then you want to have a lead-in to the next step. You know, so summarize what you already talked about in your conclusion, and then you're going to lead into the next step. That's the way I create my chapter outline for my nonfiction books. For my fiction books, I will have an introduction where I introduce my characters and um, 
maybe talk about the scenery, the mindset of the characters. You know, I try to build the backdrop of where we are in that introduction section of this chapter of the book. Now, the introduction may cover three chapters. It may take me three chapters to properly introduce the characters and introduce the environment that they're in or a particular mindset of a character or, you know, it may take that long for to establish that. But then after that, I want to introduce the problem. So introduction, problem, the problem may take two or three chapters. You know, maybe it takes two chapters to talk about the problem and why this problem is so terrible that it has to have a solution, you know. So um, from there, you've got introduction, you've got the problem. Then after the problem, I go into talking about what the solution is, how these characters are going to build up to creating a solution to this problem. And that's going to take me maybe another two chapters. Okay, so that's three, four, five, six, seven chapters so far. So those last three to four chapters are where the story wraps up. I want to get to, I want to, to get the problem solved or as close to being solved as possible. And I want a climax of my story. So that's the next part. Introduction, you've got the problem, you've got solution, you've got the climax where the solution and the problem meet. And the solution is able to solve the problem, but it has to have a height of the story, create a height of that story, and that's the climax. And then you want to uh, create a, I try to, to include maybe like a moral or some, something that wraps up the resolution of that problem as the next part of that outline, and then the conclusion. And in the conclusion, I want to build up the possibility that the problem was not completely solved or that it was a lot more complicated than what the characters thought. And then that's going to lead into my next book. That's going to give me book two of whatever it is. So my, my chapters will follow this general outline. This will give you a quick way to complete your book in 7 to 14 days, either one of these chapter outlines. They're going to allow you to piece together what it is that you want to say, how you want your reader to feel at the end, um, how excited you want your reader to be. It's also going to give you places to create more excitement you know, and to build upon those things. So that's what you want your chapter outline to do for you, ultimately. Okay? So with that being said, you can either write out your outline or you can speak it. If you choose to speak your outline and record it using either a digital recorder or a program like Audacity, which you can get for free for both Windows and for Mac, if you use something like that, then you've done two things at once. You've killed two birds with one stone. You've created the editable file for your audiobook, if you speak it, as well as something that someone can transcribe into text that will 
create your Kindle and create Facebook. You kill two birds with one stone if you speak your book. And often it's a lot faster to speak your book than it is to write it. So that can cut down on quite a bit of your time. Now, if you type fast, if you can organize your ideas pretty quickly, if creating stories and things is something fairly easy for you to do, it is for me. And that helps me to meet that 14-day, 10 to 14-day deadline for writing. You know, all those things come easy to me. Um, At the height of my ability to type, I typed 111 words per minute. So now I type about 70. And my accuracy is about 98%. So out of every 100 words, I might have two errors. So for me, I'm very comfortable writing. If you're not so comfortable writing, you can speak it. Or you can even outsource that and write down your ideas and outline your ideas of how you want it to go. And you can even outsource somebody else writing the book and giving you the rights to that. You know, it's, it's your work. They just organized it, you know. And then maybe you can even change some things and edit it yourself. So that's always an option, you know, not saying that's something you want to do, but it's an option out there, you know, for you to consider. Um, as far as audiobooks go, once you have that recorded version of your book on, let's say, Audacity, let's say you downloaded Audacity on your computer and you got a headset microphone, it doesn't have to be anything expensive. I personally use a Logitech Clear, I think it's called a Clear Chat USB headset microphone. That microphone is about $25, somewhere between $25 and $30 on Amazon. And it's uh, it has the highest amount of ratings of any headset microphone. Great quality, excellent quality. You know, um, you don't need to be studio quality to create your own audiobook. And your readers prefer your books to be in your voice, in the voice of the author. Why? Because you know where your inflections are in your writing, where your voice should be higher, you should be more excited, or you should be sad, or you should be angry. And when you have someone else narrate your book, that often doesn't translate into the reading of the book. So that's something to consider. You may not like your voice, Granted, I don't like my voice, but I do know that my readers and my listeners enjoy the way that I speak. So to appease my reader and appease my listener, I have learned to like my voice a lot more for them, you know? So that's something to consider, to narrate your own audiobook. Now, you can choose to find someone who will narrate your book. You can find someone from Fiverr. I believe ACX even has people who narrate that you could hire. Um, So that is a possibility as well. But it'll be a lot less time-consuming, a lot less for you to wait to have completed and wait for to be completed in the way that you want it to be completed as well. So that being said, I always move for you to be the narrator of your work, you know, but you'll have that set up. And all you have to do is go through the recording, go through those audios, edit them so that anytime you coughed or missed 
mispronounced a word or misspoke, you'll be able to um, edit those out so that it's a nice flowing audiobook. And then you can actually outsource someone else mastering it and helping you to meet ACX's requirements. And that's what I did with my with my own audiobook. I had I hired someone from Fiverr who helps you to get your recordings to meet ACX requirements instead of trying to figure that out on your own and figure out every little bump and hiccup and whatever might happen in your audio. They already are well versed in that, and I think it might have cost me maybe twenty five to thirty dollars for all of my recordings. It was something like fourteen recordings, and it only cost me twenty five to thirty dollars because my book was only twenty minutes long, so that's something to consider um and you killed two birds with one stone like I did. Um, so with that being said, you can either choose to write your book or you could choose to speak it either way by the end of that process, um, speaking it is going to require you to have someone else transcribe it, proofread and edit it. And then you have to copy and paste it from that final proofread and edited version into your template. And then voila your book is done. So either way you choose, um, you're going to have some additional wait time if you need to wait for someone else to proofread and edit your book and some additional wait time to transcribe your book. But with your 30 days, you have more than enough time. You just want to make sure you choose someone, say you choose someone from Fiverr who will only take up to three days to finish. You don't want to be waiting five days to get that work back. So make sure you can find someone where the duration of time that it will take for them to complete either transcribing or well, both the process of transcribing, transcribing and proofreading and editing that book, it will only be about three days apiece. So that's speaking your chapters and the process of getting it transcribed, proofread, and edited after that. So once you're done with that, your book is now complete. You can pat yourself on the back. Congratulations. It's done. So as, after the first seven days, I would anticipate your book being about two-thirds done. So let's say you have 10 chapters to complete. That means you should have about six, six to seven complete. The next part of writing your book after you have that part finished is adding your calls, your call to action, and which is telling your reader what you want them to do as a result of having read your book and enjoyed it or not enjoying it. Um, creating your email list, all the other things that you need to do to pre-market, which I will cover in our next call on Sunday. Sunday's call will be at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will cover all of the rest of that then. 
which is pre-marketing. And now this part of the call will be Q&A. For the Q&A portion of the call, I'm going to address the questions that I received by message and by uh, the Facebook group. So give me one minute while I pull those up. I'm going to start with the question. I'm going to start with the questions from the legacy author group. First question that I have is Do you recommend blog tours? Do you recommend blog tours? So, if you're not familiar with blog tours, uh, the traditional way of self publishing your book was to get boxes and boxes of your books and take those books with you and create book signings and just travel around bringing these books to various places and starting a conversation about your book. Um, now, since we have Kindle and we have these other ways to market our books online, a book tour is pretty much a virtual version of being able to travel with your book and talk to people. Instead of doing that person to person, which you still can do, by the way, um, if you're interested in moving those print books, you can do that virtually by doing a book tour. And there are various companies, I can't really name any, uh, but you can definitely search for companies that do book tours through Google. Um, you can find someone who will set up you being interviewed by multiple blogs and getting reviews from them. And this is a great way, an excellent way, for you to be able to get more readers looking at your books. So I definitely recommend doing a blog tour. Um, I can't tell you whether they're free or paid. Um, various companies will have their various um, criteria and their pricing, and you know that would all depend. It may be free in some places for you to, to do a blog tour. So I'm going to leave that to your research to find out if that's something that you really want to invest your time in. I definitely recommend that you do it, though, because anything that you do to get your book in front of readers is a good thing. That's all a good thing. Um, I'm, I was asked how to approach it within that two-week period. I know I'm not really clear on what two-week period that is, but I do know that your book, um, you can have free days set up, up to five free days through Kindle. And I recommend that you do that during the Kindle free days because people will still pick up print copies of your book, especially if you have children's books, because people just love to hold children's books in their hand. And you'll find that you sell multiple children's books um, in print. So I would definitely try to schedule that around my free days. Many times 
you actually upload a PDF of your book to those companies, and they will arrange how those books will be distributed. Um, you may even have the ability to do a contest where you have signed copies of your book that people can win, you know, so, and that will encourage people to read your book. So definitely look into that. Um, I was also asked, do I recommend any website for printing? And I absolutely do. I recommend CreateSpace because they're already affiliated with Amazon. Um, they're, they are very easy to work with. Uh, once you pass Create Spaces requirements, you'll always pass. So there won't be any question as to what you need to do differently in the future to pass, excuse me, with any other book. Um, those are those questions. Let me move on to some other questions that I was asked. Give me a moment. Thank you for your patience. I'm just pulling this information up. Sorry about this pause. I'm using an Android phone, which is a little bit new to me. So I'm coming from iPhone. So with that being the case, it's a little bit more challenging trying to navigate with my old with my old uh iPhone education. Okay. Um it's asking some questions that I'm being asked are do you use any particular writing software? Um, the only software that I currently use to write with is OpenOffice. I've used OpenOffice, which is a free uh, word processing program software. It's just like Microsoft Word, except it doesn't cost any money. It's, it's perfectly free, uh, completely free. And um, I, I'm used to it. I enjoy it. Um, I know how to manipulate the different file formats and things like that. So if OpenOffice is something that you're using to write, I can gladly walk you through how to use that. Um, the other types of writing software I'm interested in using is PowerPoint because you can create watercolor illustrations and put them into your PowerPoints and then have it bound, and it's, it makes excellent books. Um, I also have an interest in using Scrivener at least just to say that I have used it. Um, let's see. So how do you choose an audience to write for? We did talk about this in our first call. Um, the way you choose an audience to write for is to determine first what topic or what niche you want to write in, and then determine who is like you. What people out there are like you? What types of writers are like you? So, for example, for my credit book, I know 
people who are like me who have already made it and already have the audience that I want are Robert Kiyosaki, Dave Ramsey, Kevin Trudeau, Susie Orman. Uh, Those are all people who have a following that are already interested in financial literacy, financial education, debt, credit. You know, they're already in my niche. So you once you determine what topic or niche you're interested in, you want to find out who is dominating that particular topic. And then those people are your audience. Um, how much writing do you need to accomplish in a day to meet your goals? Um, I don't know that I would say how much writing you need to complete in a day. I would want you to look at it in terms of how many chapters do I need to have finished by, like if you started last Friday, which was the first, and you know you want to give yourself 14 days, you know when the first is, you know when the 14th is, so break up writing those 10 chapters based upon that timeline. If it's 14 days that you want to have your book completely written, then you need to break up that time frame into how many chapters do you want to have finished by that time. And I would also do my best to leave time in there for editing your book. And if you're speaking it, you want to have time to transcribe it and time to proofread and edit it. So that's the way I would look at that. I wouldn't look at it as how many words do I want to finish per day because that kind of keeps you in in a sort of small box. And if you think about it, Kindle is a place where you can create um, or you can go back and fix things that uh, you want to fix pretty quickly because it's all digital. You know, so let's say you did that, you created your book, but you wanted to add to some chapters. You can still go in and add to those chapters. You know, that's something that you are still able to do without creating another edition and just upload your new file to that book. Now, if you're going to be making, you know, 30 more pages on a chapter, you might as well make a new book. You know, I wouldn't write more than maybe another page, page and a half on any given chapter in a book if I was to make, to add more to a book that way. Um, oh, we didn't talk about cover design, but we're not going to talk about that this call. I'm going to leave that for our pre-marketing call. So there are some really vital things that you need to know about creating your cover, and that's more of a pre-marketing conversation for next time. Um, Do I use any specific tools for editing my book? Um, The best tool that you can use for editing your book is not to edit it yourself. You've looked at your book way too often. The words start to run together. You start to create sentences that have words in it that are not really there because you are in that creation process, that creation mode. You want to have someone else look at and proofread that book for you. Or you can even read your book out loud to other people. Often that will help you catch errors. If you read your book out loud to other people, 
it will help you catch errors that you would not have caught reading it out loud or reading it under your breath to yourself. Um, let's see. What kind of information needs to be in your copyright section? Um, for your copyright section, I would definitely look for other books that are similar to yours and adapt what other people are using. Um, my copyright page is a piecemeal of different copyright pages I have seen. And as long as you feel it covers the basis that it needs to cover for your book, then I think you've done just fine because nobody has I don't believe that there's a standard copyright page out there. Everybody just kind of takes what they feel is going to cover their particular situation. So I would recommend the same thing for you. Who should I acknowledge in my book? If you have an acknowledgement section in your book, acknowledge anyone who has encouraged you and motivated you and supported you through that book writing journey. People that you even wrote that book for, you know? People that gave you the advice and things you needed to keep pushing on. That's definitely who I would acknowledge in my book. Um, there's a question, how do I avoid offending people that aren't personally acknowledged? I don't know that you can avoid um, offending anyone, I would really just try to look for the most pivotal people that have helped you, and you would you would have an idea of those who those people are, and just leave a end message and to you know to all the people who have otherwise helped to contribute to this book. If I haven't mentioned you by name, um. Or, or something like that, I, I know, you know who you are, is what I would say. You know, but I think you have a, a idea of all the people who have helped you. I would even write those people down as you go through this journey, you know, so that you don't forget. Um, how much does your author platform contribute to sales? Is it really a great return on investment? Uh, what are the most the must-have tools in developing a, an author platform? I don't really know much about author platforms. There might it may just be the words that are used that I'm not familiar with, but I can give that some research and then readdress that question at a uh, on the next call on a later call. Um, many of these are questions about pre-marketing or marketing your book, and I want to leave some of those questions for later. Um, okay, I think that those are all the questions that I want to address on this particular call that pertain to this particular part of our um, that, that yeah that pertain to this particular section of our 30 days, that first seven days. Tomorrow is Friday. Then you have Saturday and Sunday. And Sunday is the start of our 
is a is our call for the start of our next week, but officially our next week starts tomorrow. So I want you to think about rounding out that 14 days, finishing out that 14 days, um, and look at your timeline. So if you haven't already broken up your chapters and and determined how many you want to have finished by that by today, which is the seventh day, I suggest you go ahead and do that and use this weekend to write, 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 write. Get as much of that complete as possible and you get bonus points for finishing your book before the 10-day mark. And um, even though it's still great to finish by 14 days, it still gives you plenty of time to begin the process of marketing and pre-marketing your book. Pre-marketing, we will start talking about this Sunday at 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And let's see. Um, look forward to our next call being about the call to action pages that you include in the book, what pages should be in the front, what pages should be in the back. Um, let's see. I'm going to unmute this line. The conference is now in talk mode. Okay. Are you still there, Janelle? I'm sorry, Chantel? Right. Yeah. I'm still here. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, what did you think of the call? Good. Um, the information was there. I, You know, some of the stuff I kind of knew some of the answers to, but um, just wanted to ask those questions anyhow so that it could come out in the call and, you know, as far as having the recording. Um, you know, as I mentioned to you before, I am in the process of creating um, um, creating a course um, for the same purpose. Um, and so I actually do use Scrivener. Um, that's, um, I use that to do my first book. And so um, it was – I it has so many features that I know that I haven't tapped into all that it can do in terms of even the um, the formatting, um, um, you know, and, and the different things that it has available, like what you mentioned as far as the changing the colors, you know, um, when yes. you're reading nighttime yes. or whatnot. I was like, okay, I'm going to have to go check that out, you know, know, because I, I haven't actually – the program is specifically made for ebook readers, you know, creating documents for ebook readers. So it has a lot of the functionality and the the ways to save that document that right. is that would be great for e-readers, you know. Right. Uh, so as you become more advanced, absolutely branch out into using Scrivener and any other. Uh, type of program yeah. that you think will help you in this process. Right. Definitely, definitely use that. Yeah, you know, and so I definitely I, like the um, – I, I am going to end the recording. The, you said you ended I'm sorry. It? Yep, I'm going to end the recording for this call okay. here so that it can upload. Sure. And then we can continue our conversation later because I know you have other projects that you're working on and other uh, books that you want to get written, and I do definitely right. want to touch base with you on those. But uh, thank you so much for being no on problem. the call. 
No problem. Have a good one. All right. Thank you. You too. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.